Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know, we say Satellite Sisters is a pep talk for modern women. We do, Leanne. But now we have a sponsor that is a daily pep talk in your pocket. Awesome. (laughs) That is the Shine app. Every weekday, Shine sends you a motivational text and audio clip to help you start your day feeling like, I got this, man. (laughs) What, you don't start every day like that? I do not. (laughs) But I have enjoyed the Shine app. I like hearing from them. Me too. I like checking in every day. I don't know. It makes me feel happy, doesn't it? Yes. That's what we're here for. All and right. that's what they're here for. And this isn't some groovy live, laugh, love thing, Liz. You know, we got enough of that. All their advice is research-based. Shine will help you handle whatever the world throws at you with self-compassion. And the app comes with a seven-day audio challenge to help you grow on the go. Oh, I wish we had thought of that line, grow on the go. (laughs) All right. If you want to try Shine, download the Shine app today at the App Store or Google Play. Go to shinetext.com slash sisters to get 50% off Shine Premium. You get access to the entire Shine audio library and enjoy other exclusive features. That's shinetext.com slash sisters to get 50% off Shine Premium. Shinetext.com slash sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters. Welcome to our fall season 2014. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. It's the Tuesday show, so I'm joined by my sister, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Julie, we're back. We're back. We're back, Land. We're tan. We're rested. We're ready to go. We have so much to talk about, right? That You should hear the lineup. I mean, today we're full. We were actually putting things on the back burner for next Tuesday because we couldn't fit it all in. We're, of course, going to do a short review of the month of August around the world with Julie Dolan. Uh, more news from uh, the fashion world from our fashion Bible Chico's. Uh, we have You Wanted It. We're going to review it. The first couple of episodes of Outlander. Stay with us for Sister Sassenach. And then we have a lot of exciting personal news, you know, a lot of good personal yes, news do. coming up. Yes. So uh, and then we're going to talk about Ray Rice and the NFL and that whole debacle. Um, but first, Julie, let's just talk. Can you review what's happened over the last five weeks for everybody? <laughs> All right. Leon, well, Leon, let's let's start. All right, let's make a promise to ourselves mm. that we never, ever take the month of August off again, okay? We can't do that, okay? Because we were gone for one month hiatus, and the world has gone to the hell in a handbasket. Am I, am I not right? You're right, but I was thinking just the opposite. Like, thank goodness. That would have been a month's worth of terrible shows. <laughs> so I'm always taking okay. August off. I'm taking August off forever. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. But do you realize, like, in July, we didn't really know what ISIS, ISIL, um, uh, in Great Britain, they call it IS. We didn't even know what that was, no. did we? Nope. I mean, we had just, it was just sort of faintly in the background. We had never heard of, heard about that. Do you realize that when, uh, at the beginning of August, 
our arch enemy, um, uh, Syria, because, you know, they have chemical weapons and they cross the red line and we've been trying to oust the President Assad there. Okay, they are now our friends, Liam. They're on our side. <laughs> okay, true. one month later. Okay, Iran, again, another <laughs> arch enemy, right, that they, they have started their own nuclear weapons program. We have been, had sanctions on them. Okay, they're now on our side, too. One month, that happened. While we were not on the air, <laughs> total switcheroonie there. Okay. <laughs> All new BFFs. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Uh, it, it's just, it's sort of head spinning, but... But I think, you know, that because we this was the month that we really heard and we saw that dominate the news um, that ISIL or ISIS or whatever you want to call it. And just that they have taken over most of Iraq, parts of Syria. They have hundreds of thousands of people that are now refugees in northern Kurdistan. They have you know, we we witnessed I mean. I could I couldn't watch that, but those those terrible beheadings awful, of awful. the American uh, journalists. I mean, that beyond they words. have yeah, right, beyond words. Right. They have come on, you know, with a force so strong, you know, and so well organized. Uh, I even had a conversation with our sister Liz, uh, just the phone conversation with like. Where, you know, ISIS or ISIL, who is their marketing director? Because you, every shot you see, they have those incredible flags. They have placards, you know, they have all of our American tanks and American weapons, and they're just charging across Iraq and Syria. I mean, it is, you know, it is uh, frightening. It's stunning. It's, it's terrifying. Um, I know the president is going to talk about it tomorrow, but one of the other totally constant themes over the last month, Leanne, was that, you know, well, let's let the Kurds take care of it. These are the Kurdish um, Kurdish people in northern Iraq. You know, let's arm the Kurds. How many times did you hear that in the month of August, Leanne? A lot, right? A lot, yes. Uh, a lot, a lot. Well, you know, you know that um, I know more about Kurdistan than your average bear yes. um, uh, for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Number one, I've been to Kurdistan twice. My husband has worked in the region for um, for many years. And, and you, know, th- th- you know, that they are one of the things that when you visit that area of Iraq is that you're really struck with the tolerance that the Kurds have um, mm-hmm. for other religions. Um, the Kurdish people are the largest ethnic group without a homeland, and they will tell you that. Um, they are in uh, northern Iraq, they're in Syria, and they're in Iran. And all they really want is a homeland. But uh, when you visit Kurdistan, you know, you are able to go to, you know, go to um, to Chaldean churches. You're able to visit, see Jewish temples and mosques and that that they have a, a much greater tolerance, religious tolerance than in other areas of the Middle East. Um, and they're also known as fierce fighters. The Peshmerga are, are known as fierce fighters, but they don't have any weapons, Leon. Mm. I mean, all the weapons uh, it appears that ISIL has, um, and uh, and the United States has not been effective in getting weapons to the Kurds. And the short history of the Kurds that is that the only reason I'm mentioning it is because this is this will be the third time that the United States in recent history has gone to the Kurds and asked them to fight a battle for us. They did it um, in the early 70s. Henry Kissinger went to Kurdistan and wanted them to rise up against Saddam Hussein. Um, And the Kurds started to do that. 
And then at the last minute, Henry Kissinger made a deal with Iran and and um, and the Kurds were out. And this is when Saddam Hussein came into northern Iraq and gassed the Kurdish people. OK, um, so so if you really you know, if you want to talk about someone that's totally hated in northern Iraq, uh, mention Henry Kissinger. I mean, again, um, with the uh, first George Bush. Um, he made promises to the Kurds. He wanted them to rise up against um, Saddam Hussein uh, during the first Gulf War. And once again, they didn't receive the backing from the United States. And they almost, you know, they were, you know, they were they were forced way up into the mountains. They were, you know, their, their population was almost decimated. But at the last minute, they, you know, they created this no fly zone that they've had in effect for many years. But if we're going to if we're going to you know use the kurds again to help us fight fight this isis or isil um force we have to really back the kurds that's all i'm saying okay so I, that's i know that's a lot Leanne, but i think it's important for people to know that the united states hasn't always lived up to their promises with the kurdish people and the kurds are you know are willing to fight these these terrorists because they were 25 miles from from their regional cap- capital and they, you know, and they are, they're good fighters and, and they can do it, but they have to be armed and we have to live up to our promises. Okay. Okay. I'm, well, I'm going to believe you on that one. <laughs> okay. All right. The other one you need to believe me on yeah. is, can we talk about Putin? Can we talk about the Ukraine? Didn't yeah. I make that, uh, didn't I make that prediction? I know we're it only the a terrible months. Now that you're talking, it's just, it was another terrible month. You did make the prediction, Julie. Yes, you were absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, right. the facts are that in the month of August, Putin has started a war. Oh, yeah. He didn't declare it, and and it was unprovoked. He shot down a commercial airliner, land, right? He's taken over territory. He's killed in, innocent people, and now he has the goal to put forward a peace plan, land, a peace plan. He's never going to give back that um, territory, no. and and he's and he's got plans for other areas because we're not doing anything. So that that is something. There is so much going on with the Middle East and with Ukraine. Haven't we sort of stopped talking about Israel and Gaza? I mean, right. we're not even, and that was all happening this past month yes. in um, in August. Okay. Yes. And Leon, something that, I, I mean, I don't know that we even have room to like think about it and worry about it. But do you realize Boko Haram, which is another uh, Islamic terrorist group operating in Nigeria, they are systematically capturing villages and taking over large swaths of uh, territory in Nigeria yeah. right now, right. in the month of August. Right. Yikes. Okay. And because I think Al-Qaeda feels badly that ISIS is getting so much attention, they also announced this past month that they're opening up a new big branch in um, in Asia, you know, because they just... <laughs> in India. Yes, they're opening up some branches in India. So okay. I didn't mean to laugh, but it did seem like they were like, no one's paying any attention to us. No one's so paying attention. It's not the slight, none of this is the slightest bit funny, but it, it just is... Unbelievable that this is the world we live in where people are fighting for TV time to get their message of brutality out. Yeah. And, yeah. And, the, and Ferguson, Missouri. Yeah. Right? That was just un- demor- un- that demoralized me. That demoralized me, that entire situation. That, Everything about see, it. I know where a whole, t- you know, where a young man is dead yeah. and a town exploded. And it, it's just. It's head spinning, Leon, mm-hmm. to keep all of these terrible and traumatic developments going on. So, and then we had the Ebola thing. That was the same week. The Ebola, yes, yeah, that was yes, uh, yeah. 
Yes. So that was a lot. And then out of left field, yeah. what the heck is going on in Scotland? Lee? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I know this is more your territory, yes. and I, but I mean, Scotland in the next couple of weeks is going to vote to go it along, alone. They want to succeed, for, succeed from the United Kingdom, Leon. Yeah. I have to say, this I'm excited about. That for me was one of the few positive glimmers of hope stories in August. I had not really been following Scottish independence uh, on a daily basis, but once you know, Outlander fever caught, and we were following uh, that. And, and then the story of Scottish independence surfaced. I was like, okay, now we're in business. That sounds fantastic. I am all for it. Yes, Scotland, or Scotland, yes, whatever their motto is. I say yes, go for it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. and why, why, is it, why is it that you're... Why is it you're in favor of an independent Scotland? Scotland, Leon. You know you what? We did it 200 years ago. It worked out for us. I just, <laughs> I just, I can see why you don't want to be under anyone's thumb anymore. I think we should applaud these independent acts. I, I like British people as much as the next, but Scottish people have their own country and their own history and their own uh, strengths and weaknesses. I say, go for it. Get yourself a guy on a horse in a tricorn hat and go for it, Scotland. <laughs> Okay. Okay. You heard it. Yourself. Slap on those kilts. Get some broadswords and go for it. Okay, Leanne. I don't know. I know economists have a different point of view, Julie. Yes, they think it's kind of going to make sort of mess things up, Leanne. Yeah. It may crater the uh, British pound, um, and who knows what what will really happen. I mean. You know, part of the independence move is is really out of economic anxiety that uh, Scots believe they can do it better by themselves than being part of this larger bureaucracy. But uh, let's hope it doesn't start a worldwide movement, Leon. Uh, California, are you going by your? <laughs> by well, we're not under British thumb in California. I'm not okay. first. I'm not. No, so it's I totally but... the British thing. Okay, all yeah. right, Leon. I mean, okay. I can see why they're a little tired of it. And it's been a sketchy history for those two countries. And why not give it a whirl, independence, you know? And then get so falls Ireland and so falls Wales. That'll be fun. <laughs> be great. But, but you know, Leanne, there's no going back. That's the thing. If you decide to leave the United Kingdom, yeah. you are never getting back. Mark my words, Leanne. <laughs> I know. Never I'm sure that's what the Ukrainians thought, Julie. I'm sure we're never going back was their country motto. And look what's happened. So I don't know. Maybe it's good to mix it up. And I did watch a very informative video produced by uh, the BBC about what celebrities say about Scottish independence. (laughs) That's part of my... That's really what we, well, they are such guiding lights yes. for all, all real issues. Yes. So, well, what uh, so, well, I'm happy to report that Jamie uh, from Outlander, the actor Sam Hewn, who plays Jamie, is all for Scottish independence, as is actor Alan Cummings, someone I really, really enjoy, who I think is very talented. <laughs> so it's good enough okay. for me.
I think they, you know, they're both, I mean, Alan has a new movie and yeah. uh, Outlander's a big series. So this is really just a PR um, stunt, do you think, Liam? No, this well, is, apparently independence? Alan Cummings has been, is, is speaking out uh, on this for years. So, uh, so there you go. He feels very deeply about this and I feel very deeply about him. He's multi-talented, Julie. I believe he has an Emmy and a Tony. So... Well, those are some credentials. Yes. Okay. So I don't well, care what those economists in the New York Times say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, Leanne, if that wasn't enough, if Scotland wasn't enough, I thought I thought I was going to, like, my eyeballs were going to pop out when I read the big story coming from the creator of Hello Kitty, that Hello Kitty is not a cat, Leanne? I, I didn't even understand that. It was... <laughs> First of okay. all, it was the only cat I liked. And so now I can honestly, <laughs> my kind of cat, Hello Kitty. And then, then they said, no, it's really just a girl with a cat face, which I find so disturbing that it has sucked my enjoyment out of Hello Kitty 100%. I know, Leon, And the fact that they like... We're lying to us since 1974. That's when Hello Kitty started. She started as a little coin purse in yeah. Japan. Okay? Yeah. And no. she became this worldwide phenomenon as a cat. As a cat. Not as, a, not as what she now is being. Yes. Now she's being revealed that she was actually a British girl named Kitty White with a whole backstory. Did you know that? I just. That the she whole, was a it, Scorpio. She loves apple pie. She has a twin and she's a perpetual third grader. It's just wrong. <laughs> I know. It's just, I, I don't know why they felt the need to say that. Because it really, I, I enjoyed Hello Kitty. And now I don't even know what to make of Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, uh, all in all, just an incredibly <laughs> awful month on both serious and silly topics. Uh, it just... I, I don't know what happened to the month that there was so much news uh, like that. The one story, though, that is that I think has lightened our mood and springboarded us into the fall um, is just the wonderful, wonderful news that Kate is pregnant. Isn't that <laughs> wonderful? How unexpected was that? I mean, I really did, was not looking for another, you know, royal heir for a, a couple of years, but she just went for it. Good for her. <laughs> I think that I think that morning sisters may be so awful that she just wants to get through it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that's? I mean, because yeah. she's in the two percent. Uh, she doesn't have the normal morning sickness that many of I and you know, many of us had. Um, you know, where she, she is like vomiting all the time. That's yeah. uh, that's her condition. So that that sounds pretty awful. So I know there's about half the world that doesn't care about uh, the next royal heir, but there is half the world that does care deeply. <laughs> and I believe that the Satellite Sisterhood is certainly in the camp that we're going to be cheering Kate on. We hope that she feels better and um, and just really <laughs> good for her. Right. Good, Good for, for them. They just maybe keep... she did it. Maybe it's part of the Scotland vote. <laughs> yes. I know that that is true. It could be that she. You, why Scotland? Why would you want to leave? You won't be able to participate in things like this. Joy over a royal baby. I know. You know. I think they're over it though. <laughs> I think they're over it. I have to say, I'm rooting for two boys. So just as the mother That's of two boys, later. I'm rooting for two boys. <laughs> 
All right. When we come back, we have more baby news. Yes, this time it's personal. But first, this message from Audible. Hi, Satellite Sisterhood. It's Leanne here. And I want to thank Audible for supporting Satellite Sisters. Many of you have already taken advantage of the great offer to download a 30-day trial of Audible and get your free audiobook download when you sign up today. Yay! Don't you love it? Don't you enjoy listening to audiobooks just as easily as you listen to a podcast? If you're interested, if you haven't gotten on board yet, you can sign up today and still get that free audiobook. It's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters, audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. You'll find all the information you need there to download your free audiobook today. Maybe you want to try what I'm doing. I am going back to school with Audible. That's right. It was time for me to get my student hat back on. I signed up for the great courses, or signed up. I downloaded the great courses. I'm listening to a 12-hour lecture series called Heroes and Legends, the Most Influential Characters of Literature. Loving it. Thank you, Professor Thomas Shipley. I love listening to your brilliant lectures about people like Elizabeth Bennett and Odysseus and Bilbo Baggins, and I don't have to take any tests. I just get all the enjoyment of learning, none of the pain of test-taking. So join me. Go back to school with Audible this year. Find it at audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. Thanks, Audible. back for the Satellite Sisters. All right, Julie, uh, it's been a rough couple of weeks. We know that. But personally for you, I triumphed. What happened? It, it, joyously, and I have a new, absolutely beautiful granddaughter named Josephine. How about that? Yeah, Josephine, uh, ready to Josephine, go. Josephine arrived on September 4th. She's absolutely beautiful. She's doing fine. Mama's doing fine. Papa's doing fine. And Nana is packing her bags and heading, heading to New York, Leanne, because I'm going to get my hands on that baby. And uh, I'm going to be um, taking my assignment, as I like to call it. Um, I'll, be, I'll be in residence with the new family um, uh, next week helping out, and I'm really looking forward to it. That is exciting. You know, Julie, when I thought about it, I can't believe you have four grandchildren. <laughs> I, I, Nana, I'm a full, full on Nana, Leon, and I'm loving every moment of it. I think grandchildren are irresistible and uh, really you just can't get enough of them. So, and I feel like I'm getting even better every, you know, with each child. I've, I've really, I've honed and perfected my systems of, of grandmothering. So, um, uh, so I think Josephine's really going to take advantage of it. Any um, any insight into the derivation of the name, where that, where that came from, or have you been able to communicate really at all with the parents? Yes, no, I have, I have. Um, as you know, Leanne, the backstory was the the young, thoughtful parents um, did some thinking um, after the birth of the baby. Right? Yes. It was, yes. It was thirty six hours before they named that baby, Leanne. <laughs> Um, but they picked Josephine because they like it. Uh, and, uh, I think that's the, the best, uh, best reason. And yeah, they took right. one look at that baby, or maybe it was more than one look at that baby and decided that Josephine was the way to go. Perfect. So. Yeah. That's how we picked Colin. We just liked it. There was no connection to anything forward or backward or an- anything like that. Just like the name very much. So, uh, my older son has a family name, but it's nice just to make up your own name for, <laughs> for your own child. 
Make, make. Well, Julie, that is exciting. We know you're a possible then for next Tuesday because you actually will be on Nana duty. So we'll figure something out for the Tuesday show. But uh, we, I might uh, be whispering yeah. when we're doing the show. But yeah. I'm, I'm taking all my equipment. Um, I hope to have a full report for you next week. Yes. Very exciting. And then I, of course, had another milestone, life milestone myself. I finally sent my older son to college. <laughs> Yay. Man. How many years has you have, have you been talking about sending Honestly. this child to, to, Honestly. to college? The journey was nuts. The only good thing I keep saying is the journey didn't cost us a lot of money. That's what I keep saying. He didn't go somewhere and spectacularly flail out, and then we had to scramble. It just took him a while uh, and many applications to figure out what his path was. Uh, I chronicled it all on the College Bound Chronicles, only to have him decide to take a gap year. And um, now in April, he decided what I'd really like to do is go to art school, Um, even though he had already deferred at another very fine university. So starting the process all over again. And the good news is that the first week in August, he got his acceptance letter to a very good art school here. It happens to be very close to our house, but uh, it is living room couch, as I understand. Yes, but it is a world recognized uh, school, the Art Center College of Design in Pasadena. And he will be a photography major there. And he, we went to the parent orientation last week. He had orientation. And he starts classes any minute now, Julie. <laughs> you, Hallelujah, you are here when my son goes to college, people. Um, Art Center does an incredible job in the field of design. Uh, they have world-famous transportation design departments, product design, graphic design, photography, film. They have new departments like entertainment design, interactive design, environmental design. It is an art school, first and foremost. They have, you know, some of the best teachers in the world. They're usually practicing professionals at what they do and some fantastic students from all over the world. The only thing they don't seem to have are dorms. So, dorms. Hence the couch reference. Yes. He's still on the couch, isn't he, Liam? He's okay. still here. Okay. But well, from, it's a journey, Leanne, one yes. step at a time. Then. Yes. Yeah. From what we learned at Parent Orientation, um, he will be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So even though theoretically he will be living here, I don't actually think he will be here very much. And I have to tell you, Julie, even though Art Center is here in Pasadena, and I've actually worked with, over the course of my career, many Art Center professionals in advertising and photographers and film, graphic design, product design, um, almost when I worked at Nike, almost everyone in the design department came from Art Center. Uh, I worked, my first job in the world was uh, working for a small ad agency in New York. The creative director there was an Art Center guy. All the creatives he hired were Art Center people. So I've been well aware of Art Center for many years. I'd never actually really been to the campus, you know? <laughs> it's sort of separated from Pasadena. We'd never taken a tour when he came up with this idea to go to art school. I said, oh, God, you're just going to have to figure it out yourself because I'm too tired. Lee, and I think you're really a role model for a lot of parents because uh, I think all the rules about going to college or, or not going to college or what kind of college or where have all changed. And you and your son have really, you're a role model to, to many parents out there. I think that's your journey that uh, 
that you're on and continue to be on is really remarkable. Well, it, it was struck me that like art school is very different than school school. Like his college experience is going to be 100% different than mine. They, first of all, like in the bookstore, Julie, there are no books <laughs> because they, <laughs> they said most of the classes don't have textbooks, you know, and so they just, their classes are like four hours long because they go in and whatever their specialty is, they do the work in class. It's like one class a day for four hours. You know, that's just wildly different. They said they have to come up with creative solutions in every single class all the time. And they made the big distinction that, you know, when you go to a liberal arts school, you participate in class discussions, but the work you turn in is just really between you and your professor. Whereas if you're at art school, it's all about public critiquing. You know, you, your work is on display from the second you walk in the door. And that's just a very different learning process than, I'm writing a paper. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping I get a good grade. Very different. So uh, he's in for an exciting four years, I think. I think the first two years will be very difficult. Uh, they all said that, that those are your core courses. And the head of the school made the point that they their job is to teach these children, these students, because many of them are older and have been to other schools. Brooks is on the young side, uh, to master a skill. You know, and once they master a specific skill, then they can take that and enjoy creative freedom. But the first thing they have to do is learn what to do. So I'm all for that. Lynn, I, it sounds like you're so enthusiastic about this that you might enroll as well. You might, in fact, be the first mother-son combo <laughs> at the Arts Center. What do you think? No, because here's the thing, Julie. You know me. I have zero visual art skills. None. I couldn't do any single thing. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and you'd that, be really bad at it, Leah. That yeah. was the other thing that really kind of struck out, st struck me was like, uh, you know, if if he was going to a liberal arts school, yeah, I would want to go and take English classes and philosophy classes and history classes again. But I don't know jack about art. I can't. I can't do art. You know, that has always been sort of the gulf between Brooks and I. Like, I, I don't understand why he doesn't enjoy reading and writing. And <laughs> it's a mystery to me. But the good news is there won't be a lot of that at art school. But there will be a lot of other things that he finds wildly interesting. You know, he loves that hands-on physical aspect of creating something. It's it's just very different. So um, I, I am looking forward to the next couple of years. I think it's going to be really exciting for him him and i'm looking forward to not talking about college now for <laughs> I had, I, so and he will eventually move out it is not our goal nor his to live with us in perpetuity um but okay. he's just he has a friend here they're going to start uh figuring out what they're doing so he'll probably move out by second semester uh which is good that's fine the that's okay, Leanne, I think you should take a gap year from any college activities. I just stay away from college fairs, college applications, college campuses, okay? It's hard with a junior in high school as well, but yeah, I know, we're going to try. I don't even want to say that. We are going to try. So it's exciting, though. He's launched, you know, unlike other parents, we did not have to go to Target 12 times. Uh, like all those pictures of dorm rooms and stuff, we didn't have to do that. The first day of school, I was like, do you need a backpack or anything? No. Okay, fine. Good luck. Uh, so... <laughs>
have fun at college. Um, and it's very exciting, though. Very exciting for him. So, yes, there were some excellent milestones uh, in August and September for both our families. All right. Um, you know, the other big story in the news, which did start in the misery of August and has now rolled into September, is uh, Ray Rice. Uh, you know, he's a he, he's a football player for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, he was uh, he had battered his then fiance now wife. It was caught on tape in a hotel elevator. Well, the, the aftermath was caught on tape at first in a hotel elevator. Uh, the NFL suspended him for two games. There was an uproar that that wasn't enough of a serious punishment for domestic violence, which is a serious crime. And, um, so then the NFL suspended him for six games. And then yesterday, a, a tape surfaced thanks to TMZ, the whole tape of what happened in that elevator. And, and um, the NFL has suspended him indefinitely, and he's lost his job at the Baltimore Ravens. And now there's much uprage, and there are many questions about how is it possible that the NFL didn't get this tape originally? You know, how could they possibly have seen this and only suspended him two games and then only suspended him six games? And many other questions like how could you marry someone who did this to you? Then fiancé, I'll marry him. And what about the players' union? Are they going to step in? Julie, all I can say is this, you know, as someone who's sort of been a unwilling student of the NFL uh, for many years, you know, I'm not a fan of the NFL really? because, oh, okay. you know, the, it's not, it has nothing to do with football. Like, that's a fine game. But uh, the NFL itself, to me, is like 20 guys, the owners, and all they care about are making money for themselves. Like, it, mm-hmm. it to me, you know, they have closed ranks so many times on so many issues. And in a totally periphery incident, you know, here in Pasadena, I know I've said it a million times, but it does affect our daily lives. I live next to the Rose Bowl. You know, we are without an NFL team in Los Angeles and have been for many years. So for maybe a dozen years, there has been intermittent talk of the NFL coming to the Rose Bowl and bringing the team to L.A. and what Pasadena would need to do to attract the team. And having followed it in a daily way in the newspapers, you can just see how manipulative the NFL is. Like, they do want municipalities to pay for all the changes, to put up all the money, to right. do everything. Like, I just, I don't understand that. And so then I see other decisions like the way they just denied, 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 denied the concussions. And then, oh, all of a sudden, oh, okay. I guess you're right. We're to- totally guilty. Okay. So this to me is just par for the course. It was not good business to, you know, get rid of Ray Rice, uh, who won a Super Bowl with the Ravens. And, you know, they just kept their fingers crossed that no one would see the whole tape. And now that it has, like, I don't know why domestic violence was ah, a two-game suspension. But, oh, wait, now that we've actually seen him batter his, you know, now wife. Really, like, punches. You can't, it's, you have to look at the tape, but it's so difficult to watch because he... Just a big left hook, and he knocks he her out. Knocks he, her out, yeah. He could have killed her. And the idea that the, that the NFL uh, didn't, or the Ravens did, didn't know that there was more to this tape, I don't believe it, Lena. No. I don't, I don't believe it's that It's the at all. NFL. They are all powerful, literally. Do you think they couldn't have gotten the hotel security? I mean, I've heard experts say their entire, like, security team is all, like, ex-police officers and ex-CIA agents. Like, right. so the, and they, they had that tape. There, and it's in, when it's, it was in a casino, so you know right. there was video of the, the inside of the elevator. Yeah. If anything, we know that from the whole Beyonce, right. Solange, Jay-Z thing, <laughs> that they have they have video cameras going on in elevators. So, 
No, it, that is awful. And it's, you know, it's it's awful that they are like, you know, this plausible deniability that they are saying, oh, we didn't know about this. Well, this is really, you're right. This is really bad. No, it is, you know, they, I agree with you, Leanne. It's, it's just a really, yeah. it should be a major story. Right. The NFL, the NFL should be punished as well. I, and you the know, players the union, fact that the, the players union closes and ranks, the players, you know, uh, right, uh, right. Yeah. And all those you know, I and I join this with I know this seems ridiculous to join, you know, wife beating and cheerleading. But it's a, in, to some degree, it's like the same treatment of women that that a number of teams do not even pay their cheerleaders anything. Leon, you know, that that seems wrong. I mean, they're making multi-million dollars every every game. And they can't even give their cheerleaders like minimum wage or something like that. I don't. I don't understand that. Well, that's what so, I mean. That's what you know, we so saw. There, with... It's a total disrespect of women. Yeah, that's what we saw with the whole process here in Pasadena. Like, oh, we'll do this, we'll do that. Oh, they were like playing on our emotions, and I was like, oh, never mind. We're going to go to this other city. They just again, it is all about the bottom line for them. So if it is not good business, they will not do it. So they make this giant deal in October with the pink pom-poms and the pink sneakers about Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, they have legions of female fans. But when it comes to actually sort of caring about the issues that matter in the community, an issue, Julie, where they could be hugely influential if they took a leadership role, hugely influential. Uh, they, they just don't care. So I... I am saddened by this. Yeah. Rightly. And I don't really, I can't comment on uh, the white Ray Price's wife, you know, you know, why she decided to marry him, what her, her motivation is. I I don't know. I, all I know is there's a number of excellent battered women organizations and, and she should talk with them. That's what I think. Right. That, that is a psychological condition. I just, it's only, I can't get there to understand that, but I know that it's real. So, yeah. uh, I, you know, I hope that she gets the care and support she needs, e- even if now she feels like she doesn't, that is not right. <laughs> you know, it that, is, not, that right. is not right. We are going to switch gears here now. Uh, we'd like to thank you for hanging in with us. We are having a lot of technical issues on Skype. So, uh, continue to hang in. We're going to put together a whole show for you, but hopefully, um, Hopefully this won't happen again next week. We are going to go to Sister Satsnatch now. That is going to be our weekly review of the Outlander TV series. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be back with that. Thanks. We're back. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to wrap up this episode of Satellite Sisters with what will be a weekly review of the Stars TV series Outlander. Now, I know some of you haven't seen it, but (laughs) I can't help you there. (laughs) So I know a lot of you have read the book and listened to the audio book. And so we are going to move forward. We were going to call this Outlandish, which I thought was funny, Julie. But we got a good suggestion on the Facebook page for Sister Sasnatch which, of course, as we all know now as Outlander fans, is the Scottish word for Outlander, a person who doesn't live here. So we're going to go forward with Sister Sassnatch. We're about four or five episodes in. And, Julie, I know you didn't read the books, but I read the books, you know, 23 years ago or whatever when they first came out. I spent most of my 20s uh, living vicariously through Claire, time-traveling English nurse who goes back 
to Scotland, the Highlands, in like 1735 or so. Uh, and I have to tell you, I am loving this series. It is so uh, true to the books. I think it's so well-paced. I think it's so beautifully shot. And I think there are so many steamy looks between Claire and Jamie. I am going to enjoy the next uh, 16 weeks of this series. How about you? you? You've not read the books. What do you think? I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into, Leanne. And, you know, just in general, uh, when it comes to entertainment, there are a couple of two-word combos that if I hear them as descriptors, like, I'm out. I don't want any part of them. So science fiction, I hate. Nicolas Cage, time travel. All of this. <laughs> so when I heard there was time travel involved with 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 this with this nurse i i was really skeptical but again i didn't know what it meant so i started episode one you know it comes out in the evening and somehow i must have fallen asleep in that first episode and lo and behold i woke woke up and it was 1743 Liam. <laughs> i i just like wait a minute what happened to this show where did it go i mean so so, but now I love it, Leanne. Yes, I mean, it, it is very dramatic. I really only care about, uh, I think, two characters, Claire and Jamie. Not so much the husband, Frank Randall. And all the other characters, they look a little dirty and cold to me, Leanne. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, uh, and I just, I see them as just sort of set design for this, for this really uh, burning romance between the, uh, Claire and Jamie. Here's the thing, though, Julie. You have to admit, Dougal... All right, the uh, the elder uncle, he's got a yeah. touch of Sean Connery, doesn't he? I mean, come on. <laughs> All right, Leanne. Okay, yes, yes. yes. I did not think I would be enjoying Dougal and his tam shanter quite so much. <laughs> I am considering getting Barrick tam shanter for Christmas. <laughs> because, I don't know, Dougal, maybe that's just me getting older, you know? Like, well, yeah, Jamie's really cute, but Dougal and the Tam Shanter, come on! Okay. I know there's a lot of yeah. It's you, you cannot have enough kilts in this in this uh, series, Leanne. I love it, and I love it how the men kind of bunch their kilts uh, on their uh, on their buns. I mean that I don't. It's yeah, it's, it's really like good. a kilt. Sorry, you know, it's like a yes, kilt it's a, a bustle a parade. I don't know what it's going. On. I don't know what's going on, but it's 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 working. So I like that. And of course, Claire's neck warmer. Holy cow. I predict I, yeah. that is going to be a huge fashion trend. Uh, and we should take up knitting or something. I know I've seen I've seen it on our Facebook page that there is a link about how you can knit one of those neck things she has on. But that is very good looking. It's incredibly good looking. I mean, this week she was wearing like a poncho-like item, which was spectacular as she journeyed across the highlands, you know, collecting rent and, you know, gathering herbs and working the wool with her bare hands. And I thought that was spectacular, whatever that poncho was. I just love that they're not rushing the romance because it would be easy to rush okay. the romance, yes. you know. But I'm warning you, Julie, when the romance gets heated up, it gets heated up. So <laughs> you you will be rewarded. There will be payoff, my friend. So stick with me. Does that mean she's never going to go back to that cold fish of a um, Oxford <laughs> professor of her husband? <laughs> yeah, you have to see how that plays out. I don't want to give it away. You know, and remember, there are 11 books, so so we're only going through one this season. I will say this, though. I am okay. concerned for Claire because she never seems to eat or drink. Have you noticed? Woo! Okay. 
Have you noticed that? She has no, like, every time they offer her food, like, a half a cooked rabbit, she declines it or throws it away. <laughs> she's, she is a little thin. Yeah. She's, she's a little thin and pale, Leanne, yes. Yeah. And she's, you know, she takes, like, two sips of their liquor, and she's, like, on her on her face. You know, she seems to be kind of a lightweight with alcohol, and mm-hmm. she gnaws on a lot of biscuits. What is that? Seems to be the only thing she's eating. <laughs> But I just am really enjoying it. I think it's beautifully shot. I think I love the scenes of like rural Scotland and what life was allegedly like. And life was apparently just very muddy, very, very muddy. Yes, it was cold. That's what I mean. Everyone looks cold and dirty. Yeah. I mean, just uh, so, yeah, so it's kind of rough there. But they do have funly in that field hockey game, that <laughs> shinty, whatever they call that thing. It reminded me a lot of our big match against Greenwich High School. They played <laughs> field hockey exactly like how uh, like the the group in Outland or and I did like how they all gather and the singing and the candles and the mead is flowing. I just think it's very enjoyable. But seriously, they those two leads, they get a lot of drama out of some pregnant pauses and some stares. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to when they get down to business. I got to tell you, it's going to be good. Okay, Leon. That's so there's going to be some bodice ripping and some kilt snapping going on. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, I will say for the listeners in the Satellite Sisterhood that have already expressed that they have to turn on the closed captioning to watch certain TV shows, they must need closed captioning and interpretation for this one. Because sometimes you do have to re-listen to scenes because those Scottish accents are tough. And then you realize, I'm not even sure if they're speaking in English or Gaelic. <laughs> so, you know, you're in trouble. That's it for Satellite Sisters today. I'm Leanne Dolan. My sister Julie Dolan appears to have stepped through the stones. Uh, she has disappeared, much like our time-traveling nurse Claire. We were just having a boatload of issues with Skype today. Could it be the harvest moon? Could, could it be fairies? I don't know what it is, but let's hope it doesn't show up again this weekend on Satellite Sisters. Thanks for staying with us. Thanks for supporting the show. We always appreciate it. Another shout out to Audible. We want to thank them for being part of the Satellite Sisters family. Audiblepodcast.com forward slash sisters. If you're not watching the show because you don't have stars, check out the audiobook. That's a good idea. It's supposed to be very good. That's what people have said. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us on Satellite Sisters today. And don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.